Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 6th of June. India's coronavirus infections have crossed 237,000 cases. The number of cases jumped by 9,887 from the previous day in the highest single-day spike so far. The death toll from the disease stands at 6,642. The country is now the sixth worst affected country in the world and has overtaken even Italy, according to the Johns Hopkins University. The ICMR, meanwhile, has released findings of its study of COVID-19 on 16 mice and 18 hamsters. According to the research, hamsters show similar reactions to COVID-19 as humans with the highest quantity of the virus in the beginning of the infection and its complete removal by three weeks. Mice, however, did not show any susceptibility to the virus. The rodents did not show any clinical signs or mortality from the virus. The study also found that the transmission of the virus was the most on the third and the fifth day, mirroring evidence that human cases are the most infectious in the early stages. In Maharashtra, 2,436 people have tested positive for COVID-19 in the last 24 hours. The total number of cases in the state now stands at 80,229, including 2,849 deaths. 139 deaths were recorded on Friday, the highest number due to the virus in a single day. Two Maharashtra police personnel have succumbed to the novel coronavirus, taking the total number of police personnel who have tested positive for the virus to 2,561. The death toll in the Maharashtra police stands at 33. After nearly 70 days of lockdown, all markets and shops are reopening across the state after the government eased restrictions during lockdown 5.0. On one day, all shops on one side of the road will stay open, while all shops on the other side of the road will remain open the next day. Self-employed people like plumbers, electricians, pest control and technicians will be allowed to go about their business from now on. Meanwhile, Mumbai, the city that accounts for 20% of all novel coronavirus infections in India, has come under scrutiny for its stagnating testing numbers. The city has been testing around 4,000 samples every day and this number has not increased for over a month now. This is despite the fact that it has the capacity to carry out about 10,000 tests per day and the number of positive cases that it discovers each day has been on a steady rise. Tamil Nadu recorded 1,438 fresh cases, taking the tally in the state to 28,694. The death toll in the state stands at 232. The Tamil Nadu government has capped the charges for the coronavirus treatment in private hospitals across the state and has announced that no fee over and above the fixed slab can be taken from patients. The per-day charges for treatment in intensive care units shall not exceed 15,000 rupees and in general wards for asymptomatic patients and those with mild symptoms, the maximum is 7,500 rupees. Delhi has recorded 26,334 cases with 1,330 fresh infections being reported in the last 24 hours. The death toll in the state is 708. Delhi's Chief Minister Arvind Kejriwal has alleged that some private hospitals are engaging in black marketing of beds. He warned that there will be no negotiation and all designated hospitals have to reserve beds and treat coronavirus patients. There are 8,645 total available beds, of which 4,038 are occupied and 4,607 remain vacant. 
Delhi's health department has said that mild or asymptomatic coronavirus patients need to be discharged by the hospitals within 24 hours, adding that the concerned district surveillance officer must also be informed. The chief minister said, and I quote, There are ample number of clinics for testing, but I urge you to not go till absolutely required. The number of tests carried out in Delhi is far greater than the remaining states. Our priority is to save lives. It is better for asymptomatic patients to visit flu clinics for testing. The ones who are serious and are facing breathing issues will need to be saved first. Delhi has a population of around 2 crores. If everyone comes for testing, we will fall short of hands. Testing asymptomatic patients will stall the treatment of others. Unquote. Meanwhile, the Enforcement Directorate headquarters in South Delhi has been sealed till Sunday after five people tested positive for COVID 19. The economic effects of the lockdown, combined with the devastation caused by Cyclone Amphan, have made girls and young women from marginalized sections of society in West Bengal extra vulnerable. According to data, attempts to force minor girls into marriage rose more than two and a half times than the normal average during the first month of the lockdown. Now, activists and government officials fear a major spike in crimes, including trafficking of women and girls in the coming weeks and months. Between March 23rd and April 23rd, the West Bengal State Commission for Protection of Child Rights received 136 complaints, more than four every day on an average, about underage girls being forced into marriage. In Kerala, the total number of coronavirus cases has reached 1,699 with 14 deaths. After 111 positive cases were reported in the last 24 hours, the Kerala government has decided to conduct antibody tests from Monday to check if there was any community transmission in the state. Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan has declared the situation as grim. Kerala's Finance Minister Isaac Thomas has said that the centre's decision to cut expenditure to cushion the effects of the nationwide lockdown will further weaken the economy. Odisha, meanwhile, has reported the highest single day spike of 173 coronavirus cases. The state now has 2,781 infections and 8 deaths. Andhra Pradesh has recorded 161 new positive coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the state's tally to 3,588, including 73 deaths. In Tripura, at least 48 people have tested positive for the virus, taking the state's total tally to 695. Nagaland has reported 13 new cases, all returnees from Chennai. The state's tally has gone up to 107 with no reported deaths. Assam's tally has reached 2,243 with four deaths so far. The lack of basic health facilities is a major concern in most of the Northeast, and the growing number of cases in the region is a massive challenge for its health infrastructure. Aldrin Lingdo, 20 years old, cause of death, suicide. The young man from Shillong, Meghalaya was found hanging on the terrace of an eatery in Agra, Uttar Pradesh, where he worked. He had allegedly been told to leave by his employer when the lockdown closed the eatery. In a suicide note found by the police, he said that the employer ignored his pleas for help. Ranveer Singh, 39 years old, cause of death, exhaustion. He worked as a delivery man in Delhi. He walked about 200 kilometers before collapsing from exhaustion. He died along the way, 80 kilometers away from his home in Madhya Pradesh's Morena. Puneet, 20 years old. Dharambir, 21 years old. Joginder, 20 years old. Cause of death, unknown. They were walking from Gurugram to their hometown in Uttar Pradesh's Amroha district. Their bodies were found buried in a 15 foot deep pit in Sakatpur in Gurugram. 
Dear listeners, these are a few of the hundreds of migrant workers who have lost their lives during the course of the coronavirus lockdown. They died as they had lived, in anonymity. Save for a few that sparked momentary social media outrage, the deaths of these migrant workers went largely unnoticed and unmourned. Their stories were untold. But they shouldn't have been. So our reporter Chehek Gupta, in an effort to fill this glaring gap, tried to make a list of the migrant workers who died after the lockdown was imposed in late March. It is by no means exhaustive. We are still trying to identify several migrant workers whose deaths have been confirmed and it is highly likely that many deaths haven't even been reported yet. Chehek's report is titled 170 and Counting, Migrant Workers Killed by the Lockdown. You'll find it on our website, newslaundry.com. And while you're at it, do check out all the other stuff that we do. We have a bunch of in-depth ground reports, podcasts, video interviews and a lot more. And might I remind you that News Laundry is a 100% ad-free news platform. And that is because we believe in the independence of news. And that can only happen if you, the public, pays to keep news free. If you think we're doing a good job, I urge you to hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website. The minimum monthly plan starts at 300 rupees a month only. That is probably more than what you'd spend buying a day's worth of groceries. So please do subscribe. Now for some international updates on the virus. About 6.7 million coronavirus cases have been confirmed around the world according to data from the Johns Hopkins University. More than 394,000 people have died, including some 109,000 in the United States alone. More than 2.9 million people have recovered. A study of thousands of patients led by the University of Oxford has said that the hydroxychloroquine drug does not work against the new coronavirus disease and should not be given to any more hospital patients around the world. Martin Landry, Deputy Chief Investigator of the Recovery Trial and Professor of Medicine and Epidemiology at Oxford University said, and I quote, It doesn't work. It is being touted as a game-changer, a wonderful drug, a breakthrough, This is an incredibly important result because worldwide, we can stop using a drug that is useless. Pakistan has broken its previous record of the highest single-day deaths ever from the novel coronavirus, reporting 97 fatalities in the last 24 hours. With the latest surge, the death toll in the country has reached 1,935. With 4,734 new cases in the last one day, the country's number of coronavirus cases has reached 93,983. The total number of coronavirus cases in Africa rose to 176,807 today as the continent grapples with the community spread, according to the Africa Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. At least 4,902 patients have died so far across the continent due to the virus. As countries around the world continue to grapple with COVID-19, scientists expect to be able to declare New Zealand virus-free by next week. An unknown woman in Auckland who remained in quarantine until the 18th of May was the last confirmed case in the country. New Zealand has reported 22 deaths with thousands also losing their jobs as a result of the economic impact of the disease. The Health Ministry has said that the elimination of COVID-19 could be declared 28 days after the last confirmed domestic case of illness had left quarantine, meaning it would be on 15th of June. China's capital Beijing further eased its coronavirus measures on Saturday, lowering the city's emergency response level to the second lowest. 
This will lift most restrictions on people traveling from Wuhan and the surrounding province of Hubei where the virus first appeared late last year. They will no longer face 14 days of mandatory quarantine and other forms of monitoring and those currently in such situations will be allowed to return to their normal lives. Beijing's residential compounds will no longer be required to conduct temperature checks and masks no longer must be worn for outdoor activities. Kindergarten will reopen and other grades still suspended will restart classes. Beijing has reported no new cases of local transmission in at least 50 days. China meanwhile has advised its citizens not to visit Australia citing racial discrimination and violence against Asians during the coronavirus pandemic. A notice issued by the Ministry of Culture and Tourism late on Friday said that there had been an increase in words and deeds of racial discrimination and acts of violence against Chinese and Asians in Australia. The move comes after China threatened retaliation following Australia's decision to push for an international investigation into the origins of the coronavirus pandemic and its responses to it. Australia's Deputy Prime Minister Michael Cormack meanwhile has said that warnings by China that its citizens are not safe from racial attacks related to the coronavirus pandemic in Australia are based on false information. Brazilian President Bolsonaro has threatened to pull Brazil out of the WHO. This comes after the United Nations agency warned governments about the risk of lifting lockdowns before the slowing of the spread of the novel coronavirus. Speaking to journalists, Bolsonaro accused the WHO of being partisan and political. He said Brazil will consider leaving the body unless it ceases to work without ideological bias. The country has recorded over 650,000 cases of coronavirus with close to 36,000 deaths. Now for some non-coronavirus news. India and China have agreed to sort out their border issues through peaceful discussions while respecting each other's sensitivities, concerns and aspirations and not allow them to become disputes. The diplomatic talks come a day ahead of the meeting between senior Indian and Chinese military leaders to resolve the border standoff. Ministry of External Affairs Joint Secretary of East Asia Navin Shrivastav spoke to the Director General of the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs Wu Jianghao via video conference. A statement from the Ministry of External Affairs said and I quote the two sides reviewed the state of bilateral relations including the current developments in this context they recalled the consensus reached by the leaders of the two countries that peaceful stable and balanced relations between India and China will be a positive factor for stability in the current global situation unquote According to the statement, Shrivastava and the Chinese diplomat also exchanged views on the challenges posed due to the coronavirus pandemic and discussed cooperation in various multilateral forums. Over the last month, there have been multiple reports of Chinese troops having clashed with the Indian army at several points along the line of actual control. While India and China do not share a defined and demarcated border, there is the line of actual control which stretches thousands of kilometers from Ladakh all the way to Arunachal Pradesh. On Tuesday in what was the Indian government's first acknowledgement of the issue defense minister Rajnath Singh had admitted that a sizable number of chinese troops have moved into eastern ladakh he said that india was taking all steps necessary to deal with the situation now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com for our latest episode of newslaundry hafta we had associated press correspondent emily schmall join the panel to discuss the killing of george floyd and the subsequent protests that have engulfed the united states by the way the podcast is only available to subscribers 
Also, do listen to the latest episode of News Laundry Conversations, where Mehraj spoke to Anand Patwardhan, one of India's most prominent filmmakers and the director of documentaries like Ram Ke Naam, War and Peace, and Reason. The two discussed the center's apathy towards the poor and the Ayodhya verdict, among many other things. And last but not the least, do watch the latest episode of TV Nuisance, where Manisha talks about Times Now's bogus exclusive on Muslim Lives Matter. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.